It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast. This is going to be a quick one Reacting to the Braves and White Sox late night Thursday trade that saw the Braves receiving Aaron Bummer and the White Sox getting Mike Soroka, Jared Schuster, Braden Shoemake, Nicky Lopez, Riley Goins. There may be more. Essentially, if anybody could get non-tendered, they're heading to the White Sox. Look. Um, this is a trade that rarely ha- did, did. Let me let me put it this way: Did anybody ever think that an Aaron Bummer trade would fire up MLB Twitter? It's an interesting trade, Aaron Bummer. Let's talk about him real quick. Aaron Bummer is a guy, left-handed reliever. There are multiple years of club control here. We got a nice ground ball rate. We have a very nice whiff and K rate. We got a guy with a solid, solid uh, arsenal of pitches with his sweeper, his sinker, his cutter, the movement that you're looking for, the vertical movement on the sweeper and the sinker, some of the best in baseball, the horizontal movement on the sweeper and the cutter are good. The on the sweeper. Again, amongst the best in baseball on the cutter, well above average. So what he's throwing out there is good stuff. What's catching everybody's eye is the fact that in his career and most recently last season, the numbers don't look that great. The back of the baseball card numbers. Now, when you dive into fan graphs and baseball savant, you can find some good stories to tell about Aaron Bummer, but Back in the baseball card, we got a 6.79 ERA and a whip of one and a half. That's not good. Now, you can put that on the White Sox defense. They were one of the worst defenses in the league. And his FIP, fielding independent pitching, or let me let me back up. I'll get to the FIP in a second. His BABIP, his batting average on balls in play was really high. That's going to be reflective of the defense. Because his FIP, as I was about to get to, his FIP was solid. FIP, 3-5-8, which is somewhere that, if, if that was his ERA, 
nobody would have a problem with the player heading back to the Atlanta Braves. We'll talk about the package in just a second. But the player that the Braves got, looking at that number, you can talk about how he was unlucky. There's a lot that you can look at. One thing, you can also identify the ball gets hit. When it gets hit, it gets hit hard. The barrel rates against his pitches are in the 99th percentile. When he gets hit, he gets hit really hard. But again, he can make up for it with the movement that we talked about, that whiff, that K rate, it is good. And the ground ball rate is, well, 97th percentile. Now, there are going to be some hard hit ground balls. And again, if your defense isn't good, you can see how some balls are going to get through, which may lead to runs or runners in scoring position. And then somebody comes in for you and then they give up the run. You're out of the game, whatever. So we get Aaron Bummer. We understand Aaron Bummer. Aaron Bummer's ERA in 2022 was much better, despite far less appearances. We had 61 games last year. We had 32 games in 2022. He dealt with some injuries. 236 ERA, though, in 2022. And ERA's always been a difficult stat to use when identifying a relief pitcher's value. So I, I, I have to be clear. I understand Aaron Bummer, what he brings to the Braves. It's been put out there. Pierce Johnson with the Rockies was awful. He went to Atlanta. He was lights out. I get all of that. I, I, I The player that the Braves are getting back, Aaron Bummer, look, I've poked some fun on Twitter, but I, the player that the Braves are getting back, Aaron Bummer, okay, you're getting a good relief pitcher. You're getting a good relief pitcher back. You're not getting a great relief pitcher. You're getting a good one. Let's not make him out to be Randy Johnson coming out of the bullpen in a playoff game. He can be good. He can get you ground ball. He can get you swing and miss. That can be huge. But he's also unlucky, and the ball gets barreled up sometimes. And when it does, it's not good. So, good. Now that that's out of the way. I don't like this trade. I don't like the package of players heading to... Chicago, great job by Chris Getz, the new man pulling the strings, pulling the trigger on the phones, making deals happen because everybody, and this is how you know, this is how you know who won the trade. There has been nothing but praise for the Chicago White Sox and how they did in this trade. And on the Braves side of things, it is Braves fans being defensive or having to explain. Let me explain to you why Aaron Bummer is a good pitcher. You know, there is no explanation for the White Sox. It's just, look at this on paper. The White Sox did a great job here. That's how you know the White Sox won the trade. And it is rare that Alex Anthopoulos, in my opinion, does not win a trade. He didn't win this one. Now, there are circumstances that are out there. Let's address those. Mike Soroka. Nicky Lopez, they are likely to be players that would have been non-tendered with the Atlanta Braves. They would have been gone. Okay, so we throw them in the trade. Then we throw in Jared Schuster. We throw in Braden Shoemake. Braves fans will tell you that both Schuster and Shoemake's value within the organization had dropped. Players that were behind them two years ago had surpassed them on the prospect rankings. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So they became expendable, and Riley Goins doesn't even show up on the top 25. So we're going to just set Riley Goins aside for a second. What this does, though, well, okay, this does two things. Number one, this screws up the trade market. Because if Aaron Bummer brings you this number of players, two prospects, Schuster and Shoemake, that in 2022 were top 10 prospects, for the Atlanta Braves, plus Mike Soroka, plus Nicky Lopez, and you throw in another prospect, good luck. Good luck if you're trying to trade for Dylan Cease or you're trying to trade for Corbin Burns or Freddie Peralta or Shane Bieber. If this is what it takes to get Aaron Bummer, good luck. Good luck getting any of those pitchers because despite the Braves' situation, this is still too much to give up. I don't understand how we have to get to a point where we just got to do it all in one trade. Maybe that's the situation that we're in. We're not on the phone calls. There's no, I don't, we don't have any flies on the wall listening in. You have a trade that, in my opinion, Aaron Bummer's value, the value of the players, regardless of the situation going on in Atlanta, players that are going to get non-tendered, players that are falling down the prospect ranking, this feels like a trade that could have been Mike Soroka and Jared Schuster. Stop. Deal done. You throw in Brain Shook, you throw in Nicky Lopez, you throw in Riley Goins, and all of a sudden you're just messing up the trade market. <laughs> This feels like a trade that could have been done with half the number of players, and then you could have held on to Shoemake, who was not going to get non-tendered. He was going to still be there. He's he's in the minors. Nicky Lopez, okay, maybe a non-tender. Maybe he ends up getting non-tendered, or you throw him in, and it ends up being Soroka, Schuster, and Lopez. And you hold on to Goins, you hold on to Shoemake, and use them in another trade, because the Braves are not done. There are more trades coming. Seems like an overpay. And I'm looking at this three-dimensionally. There are many out there that will look at it one-dimensionally. They will look at it from a Braves perspective side where they will just talk about how all these players were expendable or going to get uh, going to be released anyway. There are White Sox fans that are going to look at it like, holy cow, we just won this trade. Not even Not thinking about anything else other than the fact that they just won the trade, which, again, congratulations. That's what you should be thinking if you're a White Sox fan. But I am thinking about it three-dimensionally. From the Braves' side of things, I get everything the Braves are saying. And if I was Braves fans, I'd be fine with this trade too. And I get what the White Sox are saying. If I'm a White Sox fan, I love this trade. But as a MLB, this is the third dimension that I go to. This scares me for the trade market. Now, maybe it'll be fine, and maybe it is an overreaction Friday. But this scares me for the trade market and what kind of a bar this sets for other relievers. And as I mentioned a minute ago, the top end of the pitching market. Starters, other top relievers that may be available in a trade. Devin Williams. Anybody wants to float out a Devin Williams trade idea, forget that. Not happening. 
So you've got a trade market that, and maybe this was Alex Anthopoulos' plan all along. Maybe this is Alex Anthopoulos masterminding a way to completely sabotage the trade market for pitching this offseason. He hears the reports about how pitching is a high priority. Everybody wants pitching. Well, here's what I'm going to do. This is Alex Anthopoulos thinking now. I'm going to take a bunch of guys that I don't value, that other teams probably still value. We valued them a year ago, but now not so much. And guys that we were going to non-tender, and I'm going to throw them all into a trade, and I'm going to overpay for Aaron Bummer. So now if anybody wants Dylan Cease, any of my competitors... Because I'm not trained for Dylan Cease now. I'm not trained for Corbin Burns. I want guys that I know I can lock in for a while. Good luck to them for trading for Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, all of those one-year guys. It's going to be interesting. That's the third dimension that I go to. I look at it from the Brave side. I look at it from the White Sox side. And I look at it from the entire MLB universe perspective. How does this impact all? All of baseball, not just the Braves, not just the White Sox, but the whole thing, because there are implications that ripple throughout all the different MLB team timelines. This will have an impact. So in the end, I don't like the trade for that perspective. I mean, think about it this way. This will be my last thought on this. If you're looking at, if you're analyzing this, if you're looking at it from a perspective of what did the Braves get? Good. What did the White Sox get? Great. What did the White Sox give up? Great. What did the Braves give up? Too much. Not good. White Sox win the trade. This has an impact on the market. In the end, the Braves get a a good pitcher that's going to help them next year. And that's all they care about. Braves fans, it's all you care about. You don't care about any of the other nonsense that I've been spewing. You just care that you got a good pitcher and you gave up a guy that didn't matter. But I think maybe you could have held on to one or two of them and used them in another trade because you're working on more stuff. And maybe Braden Shoemaker could have helped get another deal done or get another player included in a deal because you may not value that player anymore, but somebody else might. And it's your job, it's your scout's jobs, it is your front office jobs to know who values Braden Shoemaker maybe higher than you do. Teams that have been calling in the past asking about him. It's going to be interesting. So we have our first trade. I'm telling you, they were waiting. These executives, these front office guys, they were. They, there was a. There was a, a secret memo that went out. Wait for the awards. After the awards, go at it. Hours after we get the MVP, the final major awards, we get our first big trade that then hijacks the headlines. It's a hijacker. It's a headline hijacker. That's it for this one, everybody. Thank you for coming in and listening to it. It's a quick one again, just reacting to this Aaron Bummer to the Braves trade. Braves giving up a ton, a ton that they didn't care about. But how's it impact the market? I'm out of here, guys. Thank you for coming in. Make sure to turn on those automatic downloads if you have not yet. Subscribe, rate, review, help us grow. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you next time. 